Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Welcome to Church on the Rock. God bless you. Get your Bibles. We're going to be going to Mark chapter 5 in just a moment, okay? And uh, today we are continuing our series, Jesus the Healer, Five Days in the Life of Christ. And what we are aiming at in this series is making sure that we have a very broad and balanced approach to the will of God. You know, what we have heard in the past two weeks... Uh, with Jesus the Healer series, number one is that it is the will of God. It's the will of God that we be healed. God created us to be healed. I mean, and when we see someone who is sick or who has an infirmity, someone who has a problem, then we say, you know, uh, that's wrong. That's not right. That's not the best. And God's hope for us is the best. God wants the best for us. He has created an eternity so that we have the best throughout eternity. And because of what Jesus did for our eternity, we also are able to achieve temporary help in this life. Why do I say temporary? Because every mortal blessing that comes from God is a temporary blessing. Heaven has its own set of rewards, but every person, even the people that Jesus prayed for, they later died of something. Okay? And so thank God for the temporary help. But whether you have clothes or houses or lands or money or, or, or whatever you may have, including that body you are right now occupying, you know, one day you will leave it behind and you will enter into a heavenly reward that will never fade away. I'm looking forward to that. But I'm also very conscious of the fact that God wants me to be healed today. He wants me healthy and he's made that provision. A second thing that we have learned in these last two weeks is that we cannot live in sin and expect to receive the blessings of God in our life. Last week, we had a marvelous teacher, lesson number two, Pastor Linnell Miller, and she taught us on the subject of repentance, how important it is to be repentant. We discovered that not, you know, not every sickness is a result of personal sin. We don't believe that. We don't believe when people are sick that they are in sin, and that's the reason. However, if you are in sin, you may want to consider repenting because sin, personal sin, does open us up to some sickness and disease and infirmity. So it's important if you are struggling with sickness, if you're struggling with infirmity, then perhaps you want to make sure you're right with God. Now, these things are critical. We, during these five weeks, are going to put together a complete package so that we can know how to approach from every facet, how to approach healing in our times of need and how we can share with others so that they also can be that candidate and move themselves into a place, whether it's by faith or by repentance or by believing in. You know, you have to believe in healing before you can believe for healing. 
Well, today, our subject matter is going to deal with something that, uh, you know, many people uh, may not uh, consider as a part of healing. But this third lesson in our series is called Naked and Afraid. What in the world does that mean? Well, it comes from Mark chapter 5. <laughs> and today we're going to discover where deliverance where does this concept of deliverance, I'm talking about deliverance from demonic oppression and possession. Where does deliverance fit in the will of God for our lives and for our community and for our nation and for people who may be experiencing some trauma of life? Where does deliverance, where does the devil fit into the current situations that some people are facing. And, you know, throughout the Gospels, uh, we see Jesus doing the same thing over and over and over again, okay? Jesus taught. How did Jesus teach? Well, sometimes he taught by rebuke. Sometimes he taught by, you know, encouragement and admonition. You know, he often taught in order to correct people's doctrines, to correct the error of their life. And sometimes we saw him teaching strong lessons. Sometimes he would teach one-on-one and sometimes he would teach multitudes. He would say things to correct doctrines, trying to instruct people to buy into the real word of God and what God really meant. And then we also see him preaching. We see him preaching to multitudes and preaching to small groups. He preached the gospel of the kingdom of of God. He preached the good news, you know, of all the things that God was doing for us. We also see Jesus all throughout the Gospels healing every manner of sickness and every disease. Jesus taught, Jesus preached, and Jesus healed. But we also see Jesus casting demons out of people. It was a very important part of his ministry. And he was showing us the elements. And not only you know, did, did Jesus set people free from demonic uh, spirits, but uh, you know, Luke recorded in Acts 10.38 when talking about Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. Not only that, we see Jesus in choosing his disciples. You know, uh, when he told them in Matthew, the first chapter, uh, excuse me, in the 10th chapter, in the first verse, the Bible says, and when Jesus had called his 12 disciples, guess what he did? He called them to him. The Bible says he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and disease. <laughs> and then in verse 7 of Matthew 10, Jesus continued and he said, as you go, he's talking to his disciples, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 8, heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons, cast out devils. It was one-fourth of their commission was to make sure that they dealt with demonic presence, demonic spirits, and the ill results of people encountering demons. Wow, that can get kind of scary. We don't have to be spooky in order to cover this subject. In fact, in Luke, the 10th chapter, in verse 7, those same people, excuse me, verse 17, those same people in Luke 10, 17 came back to Jesus, and it says, then the 70 returned with joy. What were they happy about? The Bible says, they said to Jesus, even the demons are subject to us in your name. 
Wow. That's something to be happy about, okay? It is evident from any simple reading of the Word of God that some of the trouble people face in life is a result of demons. It's directly connected to demonic activity in their lives or around them in some situation. Jesus gave us authority to make demons leave people alone okay we have that authority it's one of our you know prime authorities isn't that kind of wonderful that as disciples of Christ we have been given authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us wow well there are two things that the devil wants you to believe today two things the devil wants you to believe number one thing the devil wants you to believe is that he does not exist or that he does not have power or influence in our lives or in the situations we're in okay he really wants you to believe that he's not around you know he doesn't he's not here he didn't do this you know he doesn't exist he has no power no influence a second thing the devil wants you to believe today is that this message is for someone else don't fall into that trap don't think that this message is for somebody else. The moment you begin to take the word of God and apply it to others, you're missing the boat. Okay? So let's make sure today the things we hear, we actually, you know, overlay on our lives. All right? All right. Without any further proof text then, let's get into our message today, Naked and Afraid. Okay? Now, um, the story of Mark 5 is an interesting account. Uh, it, it is an account of a, of a man who is mentally and emotionally traumatized. Not only is he mentally and emotionally traumatized, this man is, is doing hurtful things to himself. He is engaged in harmful behavior. Uh, it's the account of a, of, of, of a man also instilling fear in people around him, in his family and his friends and his community. They were afraid of him. And they tried to help him, but, 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 but he wouldn't let them. He broke through every restraint. You know, sometimes people just won't let you help them. You know? Well, it's not normal. It's not healthy when other people are afraid that you're going to physically hurt them. That's not normal. Abuse is not normal. It's not the will of God. And that's where this man was. People were afraid that he was going to hurt them. Uh, intimidation, manipulation, and control aren't good qualities. But sometimes people are stuck in a place, and it seems like they can't change. You know, uh, Sometimes, and, and, and I've worked with people who, who evidently are, are, are making people afraid or they're mentally or emotionally traumatized, and they can't seem to change. They can't, you know, I mean, they want to, but they're stuck in this hurtful pattern of life. You know, not just traumatizing others, but they're in harmful behavior for themselves. Who in the world would want to hurt themselves? That's not sane. But some people suffer with an inability to change on their own. As well, this demon-possessed man, he began cutting himself. You know, whatever that anxiety, whatever that, 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 that is that makes people hurt themselves in many ways, whether it's addictions or whether it's, a, you know, a, 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 a other, this man began cutting himself. Again, why would a person hurt themselves? Well, it's not saying. This is the story in Mark 5 of the end of demonic activity. This is not where it began. 
It began somewhere way back there. This is where it got to. And this is where it will get to in people's lives when it's unchecked, unchallenged, and unchanged. You know, it didn't begin this horrible. It began with some subtle departures, some believing some demonic lies and allowing uh, uh, the, the minds and emotions to be handled and, 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 and affected. We can't afford to do that, okay? We need to nip it in the bud. Uh, the majority of times, sickness and disease, as well as mental problems, emotional trauma, have nothing to do with demons, okay? But sometimes they do. And when they do, only the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and the name above every name can settle that with finality. Okay. So uh, let's see this story, this account in Mark 5, beginning in verse 1. Now there, they came, Jesus and his group, to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Talking about a demon spirit. This man had been dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. You know, they tried to help him, you know, but, you know, it was impossible to help him. Verse 4, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. No one could help him get better. Verse 5, and always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. This is but one picture of a demon-possessed person in the Bible. But this is a pretty good picture of what demons would love to be the reality in people's lives. That it would just get worse and worse and worse and no one could help and be so mentally and emotionally traumatized and so anxious so that we begin to uh, have harmful behavior and hurt ourselves and be unable to change no matter what happens. It's just, just be absolutely have an inability to help ourselves no matter what uh, the, the doctors may prescribe, no matter what else you know, we may encounter, no matter how hard we might try, how much help we might get, only deliverance is going to be the remedy for this man. Well, when this man saw Jesus afar off, the, the account continues, he ran to Jesus, began to worship him because he knew who Jesus was. And the demons that were in the man, one of the demons who evidently was in charge of the situation, spoke up and said, don't harm us. Don't, you know, uh, have, have, have you come here to torment us? You know, we know you. You are the Son of God. You are the Messiah. You are the Savior. Please don't torment us. And Jesus said, you're going to come out of this man. You're going to leave him alone. And the demon said, well, please don't cast us out. We don't want to, you know, be disembodied and walk in dry places, as we read, would have been their, their lot. And, 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 you know, there are some pigs over there. Let us, you know, send us into the pigs. Let us at least go into the pigs, you know. And, and so Jesus gave them permission, the account tells us. And they ended up leaving the man. There were you know, a multitude, a legion. There were many demons in this man. It might start out with one, but it ends up with many. And this man was completely set free. And the demons entered into the pigs, and then the pigs went crazy. 
Okay? Demons make you crazy. That's a pretty good you know, thing to take away. What is your takeaway? Demons make you crazy. Demons make you hurt yourself. Demons make you do things that are stupid and crazy. You know? I don't want no demons around me. I don't want no demons around anybody around me. Okay? And uh, whew, yeah. so the pigs ran off of the steep cliff and fell into the Sea of Galilee and killed themselves. And so it ends up that these, uh, uh, these you know, uh, demons were disembodied anyway. And the owners of the pigs saw all this. Now, this is not some fairy tale. This is New Testament biblical account of a man getting set free who was mentally and emotionally traumatized and was engaging in harmful behavior and had no one and no way to be helped. People had tried, but here came Jesus. And Jesus delivered this man. People who saw it, they came running. Uh, verse 15 says, Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had a legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. For some reason, not only do, do demonically possessed people make others afraid, but also even talking about getting rid of them or even praying for somebody that they might have demons or delivering someone from demonic possession and seeing a life change also produces fear in people's lives when they don't know Jesus. And these people didn't know him. In fact, they asked him to leave. Okay? They would, it was just a little too spooky, a little too powerful for them. But the man that was set free went to Jesus and begged him, let me come with you. Let me, let me come with you. And Jesus said, no, you've been set free. I have a ministry for you. You know, if you've been set free today, Jesus has a ministry for you. I have been set free. I've been set free from my lost estate, from the sin that would damn me to hell. I have been set free from the claim that Satan had on my life. So have you. And Jesus has a ministry for us. He said, what I want you to do, instead of, you know, coming with me, I want you to go back to your home community. And I want you to go throughout the region of Decapolis, those ten major cities of that region. And I want you to tell everyone how good Jesus has been to you. Wow. Well, you know, uh, let me ask you, are you sick? Do you have some disease that you've been diagnosed with? Is there some infirmity in your body? Are you plagued with anxieties, with emotional or a trauma or mental anguish? Are you engaged in harmful behavior? Behavior that you know is not good for you, your family. Are you, you know, making, uh, are other people afraid to upset you? Afraid you're going to hurt them some way? Afraid you're going to lash out at them verbally? You know, uh, you know, physically, you know, um, you know, are you in a place where you are traumatized? Are you that person that gets angry and hurts people? If so, you may be a candidate. You may need deliverance. That is a reality. And thankfully, Luke, the 10th chapter and verse 19 says, Behold, I give you authority over all of the abilities of the enemy. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions on over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means 
hurt you. You know, today you may be a candidate for deliverance. And if you have a demonic problem in your life, being set free will give you a chance to build a new testimony. A chance to be set free and to no longer be that person in mental and emotional anguish, in trauma. No longer be that person that is doing harmful things to yourself or to others, abusing others. You can be set free. Perhaps you've not had the power. You know, the name of Jesus will set you free. And then you can begin to build a new life. Build a new testimony. The disciples of Christ have been given authority over all the devil's abilities. And we are disciples of Christ. Today, if you feel that you need help from demonic possession, oppression, control, if there's demonic activity in your life, if you feel that you have no power and you're unable to change, then let me encourage you to do one of two things. Number one, you need to take authority over your own life. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a disciple of Christ, take authority over every demon, over every unclean spirit in your life. Rise up and with a voice of command, command the devil to let you go, leave you alone and not bother you or your stuff or your body or your mind anymore in the name of Jesus, whose you are and whom you serve. Take authority over your household, over your children, over your spouse, over your family. Take authority in the name of Jesus. You have the power to cast out demons. Take authority. And if you feel absent of that authority, then seek someone who knows who they are in Christ a minister of the gospel, a pastor, someone who is a believer in Jesus Christ with a strong faith, faith and a voice of command to help you get set free. There are some things that only deliverance can affect. Not everything, but some things. And it is a part of God's plan for us to be healed and healthy in this life. Okay? So... Let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take the authority that you have given every believer. I take it personally in the name of Jesus. I have authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And in the name of Jesus, I command every foul and unclean spirit. I command every demon and all demonic activity to cease and desist in your life and in your family. In Jesus' name, I command every spirit of infirmity to loose you and let you go. No longer will mental instability, mental and emotional trauma and harm or harmful behavior be your lot. In the name of Jesus, go free. Demons, loose them and let them go right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You might say, how can I know if my problem is demonic? Well, deliverance will fix it. If not, then you may need to take some authority over your own thoughts as well and begin to position yourself to walk the love walk 
continue with us in these series. Okay? God has a plan for you to be healed. It is his will. Okay? God bless you. I love you. Okay? And don't forget, it's the will of God to be healed.